You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, friends. My name is Ashley Sondergaard. I'm the host of the show. I'm so glad that you're tuning in. On Yoga Magic, we talk about self-care and self-discovery. And the truth is self-care is overwhelming right now. You know, I love to bring a lot of different ideas your way to maybe open your eyes to new practices and things that you can try on. But at the end of the day, it can become a lot. Getting all these different ideas from people that you're seeing on Instagram or marketing or just what you think you're supposed to be doing to take care of yourself. So it's a lot. And there's one really interesting way that you can sift through that noise and get specific about your self-care style without wasting time, without trying on things that you just don't like, and that's by using your astrological birth chart. So if you know me, you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love combining self-care and astrology, and I work with clients one-on-one to to do that, to look at their birth chart and pull out specific placements that can help get really specific on self-care practices. And so today, I thought I would pull back the curtain a little and show you what that cosmic self-care reading looks like. So my friend and client, Gina Gates, joins me today for an on-air reading. We're going through her chart, we're pulling out specific placements and giving her a game plan for self-care. She's moving through some transition in life and this is just a great time to get really specific and really committed to the practice of self-care. So the placements that I look at in the astrological birth chart are the sun, the moon, and Mars. And we definitely look at other areas as well um, because the chart is so layered. But these three placements help me come with ideas for the physical body, for the emotional nurturing, and then for motivation as well. So again, today is an on-air reading, a little bit different than our other episodes, but I hope to do these more regularly to give you an idea, give you some inspiration on how to apply cosmic self-care to your life. If you think that this sounds interesting, that it's something you'd want to do together, I would love to work one-on-one with you. These hour-long readings, cosmic self-care readings, happen on Zoom and are really, again, really, really personalized. We get down to the nitty-gritty of your life, your rituals, your routines, and then use the chart to get inspiration and get really specific on the things that you can do to fill up your cup. And again, so you don't have to waste any time. We get right to it. If you want to learn more about working together, check out the information in the show notes. And if that's not in the cards for you, don't worry. You can do this on your own as well. You can pull up your chart with a number of free online websites or apps like CoStar. And again, the placements that I look to for inspiration are the sun, the moon, and Mars. 
All right, thank you to my friend Gina who very graciously volunteered to open up and to let us talk through her chart on air today. Gina is an amazing artist. She's a yoga teacher and she's just a really brave soul. I've, I've known her for a while and I'm so grateful to be surrounded by people that challenge me. And she definitely does that in, in, in a way that is is kind and open. And so I hope you can hear that come through within you know her astrological birth chart. Please check out her amazing art. Um, her website is www.gina with a G Gates, G-A-E-T-Z.com. And that's in the show notes as well. And again, thanks to her for showing up, for being a part of this. Okay, let's get to an on-air cosmic self-care reading. Gina, I'm so happy. We're hanging out on the internet, talking about your chart. Ah, this is fun. I love hanging out on the internet with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're my first uh, live, I guess technically not live. You're my first recorded cosmic self-care reading. Um, before we get into your beautiful, beautiful chart, will you just tell listeners what you and your goodness is, who you are, what you're like, I don't know what you're feeling at the current moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm Gina. I'm an abstract painter in Minneapolis, and I'm also a yoga teacher. And I've been in that world for about seven years. That's how I know Ashley. Um, but so my kind of deal is, especially right now, is working to balance those two things and creating harmony between my art process and practice and my yoga and mindfulness practice to create this, um, this, this really balanced work and energy and work life balance, etc. Um, but kind of focusing on both of those things right now and seeing how they can work together. Mm. And it's, it's feeling really good. I feel like we're just seasonally wise too, from transitioning from summer to fall. And I'm kind of excited for fall. And um, I feel like it's always like, oh, the next season is going to be slower, but it actually never. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is so true. I agree. But at least it'll be cozier, you know? I love a cozy (laughs) moment, like a hot chocolate flannel flannel cozy moment you use two words that are the most uh just libra gloriousness that i've heard you said harmony and balance and that's like all the libra so we're gonna work on that yay i'm excited yay. <laughs> so um as a part of doing readings with me i have all of the clients do a quick just a quick form fill out kind of where you're at in terms of what you want to get out of your chart, how you look to, you're looking to upgrade your routines and your rituals. Um, So if you don't mind, let's just take a quick peek at those and talk through kind of where you're at, what your current practices are. So you said your goals for this session are clarity with decision-making routines to stay balanced and grounded during big transitions. So at the moment, when you think of grounding, what is that? Like, what do you think of? Mm, I feel like I'm someone who's, it's really hard for me to stay in a routine and Mm. to take those just chunks of time out of my day to be in the moment and to feel connected to my surroundings, my breath, 
the day, what's to come and kind of what has happened. And when that does happen for me, when I do get those moments and I can just like sit and be and observe and feel gratitude for what's going on, I feel really at peace, but it's kind of getting to those places and creating those moments for myself is what I'm really needing. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there is, is there distraction keeping you from those moments or is it more pressure? I think it's more distraction because I wake up and I'm like a doer. I have so Mm -hmm. much on my list and I feel really satisfied and happy when I accomplish tasks, even if it's small or a large task, but I love making lists and just kind of like that, that also makes me feel, um, yeah, productive. Um, I like need to feel productive a lot mm-hmm. of the time. <laughs> and maybe that's just like the pressure or the life I'm in right now of balancing this, you know, my yoga teaching and my yoga life and job and work and also uh, my art career and building that up. So there's just so many things to tick off the list where I feel like I need to wake up and do that right away, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. get to work and do that until, and then I get to a point in the evening where I'm just like conked out. (laughs) I can't, like, I can't like do, I can't be present right now. I need to be not present. (laughs) (laughs) I need to take a beat. No, that makes total sense. Your Mars is in Gemini. And that's kind of why I asked that question is the distraction piece. Gemini is very, um, there's lots of different ideas and that can be really helpful as it relates to your Mars is your action and your motivation. Um, but it can also kind of be that like squirrel energy, like we all the time where you're not staying in one space. And so if we can use that Gemini creative, like kind of air sign quality to your Mars, um, and apply it to your self-care practices specifically into variety, that'll help a lot. Okay. Good to know. I almost, I could have guessed you would have said distraction, but I'm glad that we're in the same bed. Okay. So we talked, I asked, do you have adequate sleep sleep? You said earlier bedtime. And is that because you'd like to get up earlier or because you feel like you just want better sleep? Or because more? I want to get up earlier so I can get all my stuff done. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's great. Or that's fine. I like to have those morning moments too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're my household is we're night owls out over here. So it's kind of hard to stick to a sleep schedule that's actually healthy, sustainable, consistent, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What time do you go to bed normally? Probably like midnight or 1230. And then what time do you get up? Probably like 830 or nine. <laughs> so you're getting enough sleep, but if it doesn't feel like you're like, mm, this isn't really vibing, I'll give, I'll give you some ways to kind of adjust that because you can do it really slow. It doesn't feel super jarring. Current self-care practices is that you're creating art. And I love that you specified the actual creating art, that process versus like having to produce. Is that what you were saying in that? I think there's just so much that goes into being an artist. It's like social media, taking pictures, it's building my website, responding to emails, you know, all, all of that stuff. It's like 70% of yeah is like not making the work. And then when I am making the work, that's the part where I'm like, oh, this is healing. And this is what I want to be doing 
but there's a lot of other things that kind of have to be in place and prepared and materials set up and space set up, time carved out, all that stuff in order to get to that point. Yep. Yep. I think a lot of entrepreneurs experience that. And it's like, there's so much, you know, like this moment right here, you and I together is my favorite, but that there's so much outside of those moments. That's good. That's good to point out. Okay. And then journaling, having a slow morning, snuggling up on the couch with your partner, rearranging furniture, organizing, thrifting, all so perfect. Love these. <laughs> I love getting ideas from other people too. Cause they're just, you know, everyone's so different. Okay. So biggest self-care barriers, and this is where we're going to kind of talk as we get into um, your chart is having a, an inconsistent schedule, struggling with a routine, um, time and do you mean by like not having enough time is that what when you say time yeah I feel okay. like that's just I was like everyone probably says this but I'm gonna add it in <laughs> but it's it's a it's a good point like it, and I think it speaks to like having a routine we can carve in that time FOMO for social situations there's your jump your Gemini Mars in there again <laughs> like having FOMO um okay love this and just so we're I'm making sure I've got your chart right so your Libra sun, your Scorpio moon, and your Mars is in Gemini, like we said. So you're cuspy as a Libra. Do you feel, do you sometimes feel Scorpio-ish more so than Libra? I would say, but I feel very much both of those things because I feel the emotional side of Scorpio, right? That's like very yeah. emotion-based. And I feel the feels a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm also an Enneagram four. I don't know if you would know about Enneagrams, but, but I'm kind of been interested in that lately too. But that's like the individualist, like mm. just very daydreamy on your own, creative yes. up in up in the ether kind of mm -hmm. um, spirit priest type of person that's like Pisces energy I wonder if you have I mean and definitely Scorpio too okay I was just seeing if you have any Pisces in there but you don't but with the Libra is definitely I feel like a huge part of my personality too like the aesthetics and just having a very balanced life um kind of wanting to have making sure everyone gets along that like peacemaker mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. of um, energy too. That's big. So they I think they're both, they, they almost play equally. I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, let's dive in. Let's talk about your chart specifically. And I don't do a ton of prep when I do these readings because it's really, let's kind of like what I feel off of your energy. Obviously your chart isn't going to change. It's a snapshot of the sky, the minute that you were born and we'll get into, we'll specifically talk about your sun, your moon and your Mars, but we'll talk about some other things too, as it's helpful. Um, but interrupt me if you have any questions as I'm kind of going over your chart and then we'll apply it to just some shifts in, in the way um, you're doing your things, you're doing your rituals, your routines, thinking about transition and all of that. So like I said, uh, Libra sun, when we talk about the sun, I mean, it's definitely a huge part of the chart, but it's just, it's not all of the chart. And I think that's people are, they want to just put us into these neat boxes. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Libra sun, but what degree is your Libra sun? Like what, you know, where's your moon? Where's your Mercury? Where's all these other parts of your chart can play a huge piece into your full chart. But the sun has a big, 
has it, I say it had, there's a flavor of your sun in everything because it's, it's where you shine in this particular life. It's, it's your essence. It's your identity. You nailed all of the good keywords for Libra, um, that, that balance. I love that you speak to aesthetic and, um, the art that you create has so much of that balance in it. And you, I, you, you talking about abstract, there's still so much harmony when you look at something, um, that you've, pulled out of your soul. So we'll get into that in the, in the moon, but I think this is like where you shine clearly is in this space of harmony of balance. The downside to Libra energy is that it is, like you said, people pleasing, wanting everyone to be, um, feeling really good. And I think there's even an element of like codependency that we want to, we want to like be needed. We want to fix other people's problems. So I, I know your job, cause I've done the same job. It's the difference between like someone coming to you and saying, Hey, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Um, can like, how do I do this? And it would be used sh- for like showing them how to do it and say, here, let me show you this versus just doing it for them. Does that make, make sense? So it's like, that's the, the shadow tendency is to just, oh, I'll take care of it. Like, no, don't worry. I'll just do this for you. <laughs> Does that sound like you? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like me. I feel like something that sometimes it's a positive and sometimes it gets too far in that direction. But a lot of times I almost feel like I'll just do a better job than I know I'll do a really good job. So I'm just going to take care of it. Mm -hmm. But then I like feel stressed, but I have to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there's sometimes there is more work in teaching someone, um, but the real balance lies within that taking a moment to give someone that information. So I say this because all signs, all planets, all the things in our chart have, they're on a spectrum. And so you get to choose how you embody that. Do you, do you embody the balance, the harmonious nature of Libra, or do you balance the, I'm trying to make sure everyone else is really, really balanced. (laughs) I'm using balance like a lot, but um, because you don't have to you, you don't have to create harmony by way of giving yourself up. That's not, it doesn't necessarily work like that. So the people pleasing is definitely Libra sun. Luckily though, your Scorpio moon, like you said, brings that kind of offsets it in a way. So yes, Scorpio is related to emotion. Um, and your moon is the house or the, the area of emotion. It's your subconscious. It's where you feel the safest. Um, but Scorpio is also the most transformative of all the signs and it kind of gets a bad rap, right? Like we think of the, the stereotype of Scorpio sort of like, like dark energy, moody, but it's also the one that is like willing to sit in that, that heavy and what, what better to move through heavy things and truly transform as souls, as beings than to sit with them, right. To transform and move through them. So I think this is wildly a superpower to have a Scorpio moon, to have a lot of Scorpio in your chart. And your Libra is, is bumping up onto Scorpio, like we had mentioned. So you just, you have that inherently as a part of who you are. And now it's a matter of, of going to the transformative, accepting, validating who you are in this space of Scorpio energy, rather than trying to like muscle your way through it. So when you talk about your day and like wanting to like be super productive, it's like that busy as a culture is not necessarily your 
transformative nature, like you spending time creating art, um, in, in balance with like the parts of the life that we have to do, like, you know, regular tasks that we have to do, but giving yourself the time and space to actually sit with things, heavier things is where you will feel the safest. Um, but not everybody can deal with that. Like Scorpios are, I think the most magical, (laughs) just throwing that out there. Um, okay. How's that landing as far as your moon goes? I think that feels relevant for sure. Especially I have been doing, especially the last 18 months, I feel like I did have more time at the beginning of that time Mm -hmm. when I was unemployed and started a pretty consistent, now now it's kind of, I've fallen off a little bit, but journaling practice and just really giving myself the opportunity and the freedom um, to just put it all out there. Yes. And have those kind of like put those challenges out there and really sit with that, that, like you said, the, the barriers or the struggles are like the dark moments and dark places. And I feel like that's something that's fairly new for me in Mm. in terms of my, my life. I feel like I've wanted to be like a always positive person. And just like very even keel and kind of like that Libra balance of just mostly, you know, wanting every everyone else to feel comfortable and all that good stuff. So I feel like, but recently in the last few years, I've been able to kind of give myself permission to not have to do that all the Mm -hmm. time or not Mm -hmm. be like happy go lucky all the time. Like things can also be hard and to kind of be in that space like you said, is, is a place then where growth can happen Mm -hmm. You're in the, the fire. And when you're in kind of like the muck, that's when you can grow. The Phoenix, that's the Phoenix. That's what the symbol is for this, for Scorpio is the Phoenix. As you're saying this, I'm remembering something to Gina that I think not only does this apply to you, but it also your Scorpio moon and your ability to look at things in a realistic lens, challenge ideas, get into, into the non-people pleasing side of it helps you teach others. So we, I think I was like posting something about toxic masculinity online on Instagram. And you had mentioned something to me and just from a different perspective, that was so it just really opened my eyes and I I sort of needed that perspective as well. And while in the moment you may not have like thought a whole lot about it, that is, that's the Scorpio moon. That's where you're like, okay, I'm going to, I don't, I'm not just going to pass by this. I'm going to bring something to Ashley's forefront so she can see this from another lens and transform in some way. And it's a little bit uncomfortable (laughs) to like push up against somebody. Does that kind of, do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, it's coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what did, what did I say? I don't even remember. But- it was something of like thinking through toxic masculinity and like, it's not super relevant, but I think the point is, is that like that instinct to share and to challenge, that is a good thing. As long as it's done respectfully, which totally you totally are, you know? Yeah. Thank you. 
Also, I feel like a piece it, that takes some like bravery too. And that's a piece that I've maybe grown into a little bit more as I've become an adult and more confident with who I am and just how I am. Like, this is me. This is how I am. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to share it and just rock it. Like you said, in a respectful way. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that is something that I've, I've kind of seen develop a little bit more as I've grown up. Mm-hmm. As you're doing the glow up for sure. <laughs> okay. So the last piece is your Mars. That's where you're motivated. That's your action. That's your fire and yours in Gemini. So Gemini is by far the most just variety. I use the word variety for Gemini because there's so many different ideas coming in. It doesn't have the most like action oriented placement when it's in Mars, like Gemini and Mars can be a little bit challenging because you're, you have all these ideas, but you're not necessarily motivated to like act on them per se. However, as it relates to the work that you do, and as we're going to apply this to self-care, it's about bringing in variety and not feeling tied down to doing the same thing all the time, because that's not, yes, build a routine, but like have some variance within that routine. I think will keep you feeling really motivated. Also, um, learning, just learning new things, that air sign quality of like learning new things. If you can learn things in, um, in community, whether it be like a book club or taking a course or a group coaching or something like that, like that will motivate you to focus in on these other areas back into your sun and your moon. And, um, when you were saying, Oh, what were we talking about earlier? Oh, the like FOMO piece. This is kind of where this will show up. And, and that's, that's, that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, as long as it's not like you can check yourself. Am I doing this? Cause I like really want to do this and I want to be social and I want to learn and grow with these friends or am I doing it because my Libra son wants to just like people please in this moment. Um, and that'll be like really clear. I think as you start to practice that, it'll be pretty clear. Yeah. That's so funny. I just, um, signed up for this it's through an, an artist. It's a kind of creative, it's called the collective and it's a cr- mm. group of creatives and artists from around the world. And there's like a Facebook group and there's the this big online course and these workshops and um, there's like hundreds of creatives, maybe thousands. I don't even know. But anyway, I just signed up for that like two days ago. And that's totally exactly what you're just talking about. Like something where that will kind of push me to continue to learn and, you know, do the ideas and follow through with my goals and dreams and also with the support of a community. So I'm like, Oh, good. I'm glad that was the right move. (laughs) Yes. 100%. Listen, and you're going to have, you are going to have a strong intuition with that Scorpio moon. Like that's listen to that beyond anything. Um, intuition, that sensitivity, that emotion is, it's the magic. I mean, it's the true feminine, right? And so whenever that hit comes in where you're just like, I need to do this. Yes. Listen. Yeah. So let's apply this, um, to your practices and your rituals and the things that you're doing, um, looking at that Libra sun. So I, I recently been doing a lot of research into these codependency habits and just like the the conditioning that we as women have around the doing for other people or make taking care of other people, that constant force and pressure to be taking care of others. And I'm catching myself quite frequently 
in that, that people pleasing uh, behavior, whether it be like, you know, I'll use the example of like this Gemini energy could come in for you. It's like where somebody is like, Hey, should we get together this weekend? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I like take over from there. And it's like, yeah, let's do it. You guys come over at this time and we'll make this food and blah, blah, blah. Like, what if I just took a step back and like, didn't do all of that. Right. I don't need to take care of all the details. That's we can share that. So that tendency for you will be really fun to start in your self self discovery journey, especially as you're thinking about transition in your work life and what you say yes to and what you say no to so that you have time and creative space to do the things that you want to do with your artwork. Um, and you know, I, I kind of know this transition in life um, pretty well. And so it it's so easy to say yes in a way that's like, oh, I'm still, I'm still relevant. I'm still here. I'm still helpful. But then regret it later, if that makes sense. One way that you can do this is to reflect back at the end of the day and just really quick take mental note of like all the yeses that you gave out and all the no's that you gave out. And were those in alignment with what your goals are right now? Um, and you might be really surprised. You might be rocking it, you might be right on track. Um, but there can also be some area for upgrade for sure. Um, a physical practice for your Libra son, breath work. If you're not already doing like pretty regular breath work, holy Libras just thrive on that. Just think of that equanimity, right? And the harmonious nature of breath work and moving energies in the morning. If you could do something pretty activating, um, I, I mean, I know you know breath work because you're a yoga teacher, something that's activating. I like the hilarious Wim Hof, the like guy without a shirt on, like the Iceman guy. I love that practice. It's such a good one in the morning. And then at night, something, you know, more like um, a relaxation breath with big inhales in and long exhales out. But those are so quick and fast, and they're going to just boop, put you right back in to the state that you need to be. So those are your sun, your sun assignments. Um, moon wise, Scorpio is like, oh man, I could, we could go on. We could go on forever. My favorite thing to tell Scorpios, and you can take or leave this, is just to be naked as often as possible. <laughs> it's that like creative energy, like Scorpio tends to be the most sexual and in a creation way, in a creative way. Um, so when you can get in touch with that part of yourself, that like sort of taboo side of yourself, whether it be through your journaling practice where you're like writing out your true, 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 deep down feelings, um, or it be in like dancing and movement and sensuality. Um, that's the, the transformative aha moments will come through when you get a little bit weird. <laughs> Loving this list so far. <laughs> do you, when you do your journaling, Gina, do you, what kind like, what do you do? Do you just write or like, do you have a specific formula? I don't have a specific formula. I kind of start off with just like today I did X, Y, and Z, just a little bit of a recap of kind of what's been going on or like this week was I did this or I thought about this. And then just from there, sometimes I put a couple goals, like I'm working on this in my yoga practice. I'm working on this with my art business. And then just kind of from there, go free form. Yes. And I do think I come back to a couple prompts in my head that I've learned from other creatives just to kind of kickstart that journaling process and which include, you know, some just open-ended questions like, 
where do you see yourself in one year, four years, five years, six years? <laughs> yeah, that's great. And just kind of writing that or, or what's your goal in this moment? And what would you do if you had unlimited money and unlimited time? What would you accomplish today? And what would you do today kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So I I feel like there's a couple good prompts in the back of my brain too that I can bring up. But yeah, usually I just, and I don't, I don't like make myself do any sort of length of journaling either. I feel like constrictions or um, expectations are big barriers for me to like rituals. Like it has to be for this amount of time and this many pages and this many breaths or drink this many glasses of water. Like I, that's tough for me. Yeah. So I usually do like about a page, but maybe I'll get like a wild hair and go off and just crazy. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. But just about like a page and usually in like the the morning, I'm usually the only one awake (laughs) in the morning and have that time to myself. And then in the evening time, like early evening, those are my two prime journaling moments of the day. Those are great. Yeah. I love that. Have we talked about the artist way? I can't remember if we did when we did our workshop together. Um, and I have heard that recommendation, that book recommendation from a lot of people, but I've never read it, but maybe we talked about it. I don't remember. I think you would love it. I think it would, it's very much you and the practice of morning pages, really what you're describing is, is really transformational, especially for a water moon where you, you have these layers of emotion that are ready to come out. And so morning pages is just writing. They there, she gives a suggestion of three pages of stream of consciousness writing. And the reason that there's three is because usually by the time you get to that third page, that's when the stuff, the stuff mm. starts to come out. Um, Cause at first, like, it's kind of like, I feel tired this morning and I'm really excited about my coffee. And then all of a sudden it's like, and I'm really scared as a parent every single day. I mean, stuff starts to come out. So that practice might be really fun. Even just picking up that book, exploring it as an artist yourself um, and embracing. There's a lots of different practices that she has in that book. Um, But morning pages is, it's meaty. It's a good, it's like a therapist in a book, in a journal. (laughs) Yeah, I think sometimes I I really enjoy it, but that's the kind of when I was telling, like, since my schedule is so inconsistent, sometimes I have to work at eight in the morning, sometimes eight at night kind of thing. And it's like mm-hmm. really hard to fit in those things. Yeah. So, so knowing that and getting, this is perfect segue into Mars, knowing that, that there currently is inconsistency, if you could build consistency forward where would you have consistency and where would you have variety would it be like consistency in the day time of day or the length of time that you have to just like take care of yourself or would it just be that you get it in at all yeah I think having even just like five days a week or starting small doing something three days a week it doesn't matter when it is or for how long it's just it happens multiple times throughout the week, not just Mm -hmm. once every other week kind of thing, just to kind of start in bite-sized pieces and build it up from there. Like you kind of mentioned with the sleeping schedule, like start small. So it's not jarring. Cause I think I have tried in the past, like a meditation challenge where I meditate twice a day Mm -hmm. for 20 Mm -hmm. minutes each time. And 
like I get like two days in, I'm like, oops, forgot. <laughs> I'm screwed now. <laughs> so, and then I think there's just, it's like, once you're out of it, you're out of it. It's hard to get it back in. So and that may feel that way. Like it's all or nothing, but for you, it definitely doesn't have to be, you know, Nellie Brow house of Ojas. She taught me, she's like, okay, when you're going to start a new practice, you think of you like how off, how much do you want to do it? So like, if I want to work out five days a week, she goes, okay, now cut that in half and then cut it in half again. And that's where you start. And I, to me, that's like, yes, because you can't, you're going to feel like you're not winning. Like you're doing it wrong. If you, so even starting, let's say, let's talk about your morning. Um, like those more starting morning pages one day a week for a while and see how it goes and start to add a little bit more. Um, and there being this, this Gemini Mars element of just like being okay with changing it up. Okay. If you want to do morning pages, great. But if you're also like, you know what, I just want to take a bath in the morning. Like, great. Um, there's no, there's no boundaries. There's no real, um, there, you just have a lot of freedom and the only consistency is that you're doing it at some point, right? You're doing it enough to serve your soul. Um, as far as your morning, let's say if you want to do, you want to get a little bit more time in the morning, cause there is some real magic. I mean, in the Kundalini practice within lots of spiritual practices, morning is really magical. It's when we're closest to that sleep state, to that subconscious state. So like, I'm, I'm with you in wanting to do that. And so some small things that you can start to do, um, is when you wake up right now is fine. Try to get outside within the first 20 minutes of waking up. If you can get outside and let sunlight into your eyes, that'll shift the way your cortisol is functioning. It'll shift the body's chemicals to be okay with that waking up energy. Um, and then, you know, add a cup, five minutes, 10 minutes and get, you know, that you're getting up earlier, get outside. Another one, what like a more fast and furious way to do this is to do a cold, uh, like a super cold shower in the morning. <laughs> it's like, woo, fun, good times. But I like to do it where you take like a hot shower and then a cold shower, a cold blast at the end, but that will literally like get your body awake. And then it starts to get easier. Movement is the third. If you say you wake up right now at eight and you want to start getting up 755, 750, start moving that up. If you can, within those first few minutes of waking up, just do a quick flow in your bedroom. Um, that will get your body used to it a lot faster and then eventually it just becomes second nature. So it's, there's just small little tweaks that you can make to a morning routine. And also some days flip and just sleep in. Like you, you're so like, you'll need that. You know, I like the idea of doing something right away, even if it's just once a week or twice a week, um, like right when you wake up, do a couple of Sundays or something like, cause right yeah. now I think I'm just like right away, make a cup of coffee. And I'm like on my emails. I'm like, and eh. mm-hmm. then, cause then halfway through the day, I'm like, so out of it and like lethargic and can't focus on the admin stuff. And I'm supposed to be really focused and working. Yeah. <laughs> then I like have to take a break. And so I think not doing the other things first and then just like pushing pushing my like computer stuff and like work an hour later and doing the other stuff in the morning, I think would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. It is. And help it's me like be amazing. more productive and like help me to focus on the, all the tasks that I have to do later. 
Mm-hmm. Just feel, I mean, just you're, you're starting from a fuller tank, you know, like you truly are. And there's yeah. more of you to find that creative energy. Um, and I don't want to say pour it all out because you won't, you won't necessarily pour it all out. But when you start with a truly like from an, from a hormonal place with, you know, more amp in the morning, oomph in the morning, amp, oomph. <laughs> You have more and more and <laughs> <laughs> it's like a combo of amp and oop, but you have more to more just drive. That's super key. What other questions or like lingering thoughts do you have um, before we kind of summarize what, what you're going to do? I feel pretty good about, I guess, what would be your best tip on how to stay consistent? Like, do you, put a note, like a calendar invite on your, to yourself in your email or like an alarm on your phone. What do you do? What should I do? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the age old question of, yeah. well, really what we say is we don't have enough time. And like, I recognize that we are busy. We're just, I mean, this, we're busier than we've ever have been. I know your job in and out. Like I feel the same way about life. I'm just like, what? And at the end of the day, I don't have enough time. Isn't the reality. That's not why we're, we're not doing this. There's so many things that are working against us as women to take a moment for ourselves. I mean, the the patriarchy is one of them, not to get like overly political, but it is. Mm -hmm. And so when you can get really honest with yourself about why you're not doing what you want to do, what, and again, these are not super long. They don't take a long time. Why am I not breathing, doing my, my breath work? You know, why am I not journaling in the morning for five minutes? Is it because I feel guilty? Is it because I feel like I need to be productive right away in the morning? It, you know, doing the self-study of like, just keep asking why, why am I not doing it? And I think what you'll find is you can actually overcome those real challenges, real barriers when you actually know what they are. So consistency is self-discovery, it's honesty, and it's also asking for support. So with the world and the conditioning that we live in, we're told all the time that we can't put ourselves first. And that is obviously a lie. And when you are able to vocalize and share with your partner, what your priority is right now. My priority is to get in five minutes of movement right away. When I wake up, I'm not asking you to do anything right now for me, but I just want you to know that like, this is a priority for me. Just vocalizing that when you have a supportive partner, like you do that, it becomes easier. It becomes a part of your routine as, as a couple. Does that help a little in the consistency area? Totally. And I think, especially when you say that there's just so much that create these barriers around us to to do the things that we want to do. And ultimately, I want to create this life for myself. That's like, I want to manifest and create this life for myself that I have in my mind that is sustainable and where I get to do the things that bring me joy and feel balanced and connect with nature and be outside and travel and, you know, all this stuff. And like, if I think it really starts with these making those little changes, like I can start creating that now, like I can mm-hmm. start contributing to that now with those five minutes and five minutes is nothing, but somehow we like trick ourselves to think we don't have time to do five minutes of something. Mm-hmm. That would like completely change our day. 
we're told we don't have enough time. It's not even, we, we trick ourselves and we're repeatedly told in and out. If you're not productive, if you're not using that five minutes to like put the dishes in the dishwasher, you're lazy. You know, these are, these are very heavy, yeah. very real things that, that we don't have to listen to. And you're talking manifestation. Scorpios are the best manifestors because they are willing to get flipping dirty. They're willing to figure it out so that they can overcome and work through the challenge. Um, I'm excited. Like you can, you, you know what you want to manifest all those things. You just said, you can do those now you can do them right now. Yeah. That's so exciting. And I feel like, okay, talking to you and just illuminating these things too is very empowering. because It's like, I am magical unicorn. Okay. <laughs> I can do it. Yes. I know I can, but you know, having someone to kind of reveal those strengths in you, I think is pretty powerful. So, and, and it's just inspiring me. Like I haven't thought about my morning routine in a while. And even though I feel like I'm kind of doing a lot of work and moving in the right direction. It's like, no, I can still, I still have time to take care of myself and to do the things that, that bring me more into like my authentic self so that I can show up as that later, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, it's contagious. You know, you create, you create as a part of your life and that energy that you put into your artwork, you're sharing that with other people. They're going to feel that when they get that beautiful painting from you, they're going to feel that. I mean, talk about a ripple effect. Holy, <laughs> I close my mind. And you do this in yoga. We do this in yoga all the time. Oh my gosh, okay. Gina, this is, I love it. I love it. So, okay. So quick recap, sun sign, get into those just self-discovery kind of review of where you might be people pleasing and where you really want to find the balance and in, in your yes and your nose. And then um, breath work, if you can get that in the morning, moon sign is really getting into the depths of, of where your challenges, where your blocks, where your, your darkness can be. And sometimes it might not, you don't have to do that all the time. Sometimes you're in a really good spot, but that journaling practice morning pages being one good one. And then in the Mars category, it's just finding lots of variety, learning new things, socializing, and just being okay with mixing it up. Totally fine. Oh, you know it. I'll be mixing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Gina, thank you for, for being my, my person doing this together. This was so fun. This was so fun. Thank you so much. I feel really good. I'm excited to, to implement some of these and just kind of start bite size like once a week, then twice a week and so forth. Where can listeners find your beautiful artwork and just all the cool things that you're doing? Cause I, you're yes. so amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram. Gina.gates.art is kind of where a lot of my my upcoming events and my upcoming series, releases, collections, paintings, like everything is there. And also on my website, negates.com. And you can sign up for my email list on my website which is also how I promote a lot of my upcoming events and collection releases. And I am hoping to do some more workshops coming up in the fall, winter type thing. So stay tuned. Awesome. Thank you, Gina. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. If you found this interesting and you'd like to work together, please check out more information in the show notes or follow me over at ashleysondergaard.yoga and at Yoga Magic Podcast. If you want to learn more about Gina, you can check her out, ginagates.com, beautiful artist. Thank you so much, Gina, for being on the show. And thank you, listeners, for being here. We'll see you on Thursday.